If you've been growing your online business for any period of time, and if you feel like you're following what everybody else says to do, whatever their recipe is, whatever their how-to content is, and if you feel like your business is still one little movement each and every day, so to speak, if you're tired of struggling to grow your business and you're like, how in the world do I stand out in an ocean in a very busy industry, whatever your industry happens to be, If you're tired of struggling, you're going to love this episode because I'm really going to be talking about how you can stand out. Because when you stand out and you make people think differently, that's when you get positioned as the expert and people come and hire you. So let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito business mentor. And I'm also a reformed painfully shy girl, red wine lover and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. So hopefully the title of this uh, particular podcast, you know, is really what intrigued you to make you think differently. So that when you saw the title of this particular episode, why speaking is underutilized, because that's a belief that I have. Hopefully when you read that, you were like, I got to read, I got to listen to this. I got to either like read the show notes. I've got to listen to this podcast. I've got to hear about this. Now, remember, I have been saying that speaking is so underutilized for a very long time, but maybe I haven't actually come right out and said that. But the reason why this particular topic came up and I thought it would be a great episode for a podcast is I was, I'm going to be on somebody's podcast. I've been doing a lot of podcasts, a lot of speaking lately. And for this particular person's podcast, they just have a pre-show interview with somebody that's on the team just to kind of gather like some information. Hey, here's what I know about you. What are you going to talk about? How are we going to serve our audience? What questions can we ask you? And that's when this whole thing about, well, speaking is so underutilized. Like this particular person's podcast that I'm going to be on, I know who their audience is. I know what their pain points are because I already did my homework. And I just want to share with them because this is what's going to best serve them is that why speaking is underutilized. And I wanted to come on here and share this with you also because there are some beliefs that I think that people have that aren't the right things to be believing. They're myths, if you will. And here's a couple of them. You need to be famous to be a speaker. Do you think your local chamber, your local chamber of commerce is hiring Tony Robbins or Jasmine Starr or James Wedmore, just to name like a few people off the top of my head or Marie Forleo? No. I mean, these very big influencers, these famous speakers can't be everywhere speaking at every meeting. So you don't need to be famous. You know, and that was one of the questions that during this interview, he asked me, he's like, well, how do you get started if you're not famous, if you're not known in your industry? And that's when I was sharing with him that, well, you don't need to be famous because there are a lot of speaking opportunities that are right around you, right under your nose that you're just kind of ignoring. And a lot of times what I see people doing is that they are waiting to be asked to speak. And if your website or your bio doesn't say that you're a speaker, then somebody who happens to know you and who might also be on some sort of a planning committee 
or they've got a friend who's a meeting planner and they're looking for speakers. And if people don't know that you're actually looking for speaking engagements, if you're actually looking to share your knowledge in some sort of a setting where there is an audience, then you're not going to be asked. They're just going to figure, well, like this person's not a speaker. If we don't know that you have done any speaking, probably not going to be asked. So in other words, when you first started your business, let's just say, for example, you're a business coach. Did you just sit at home saying, okay, I'm a business coach now. I'm going to let those clients come and find me and ask me to work with me. No, I'm sure that you didn't. And I know how ridiculous that actually sounds. And I wanted it to sound that ridiculous also. Another myth is speaking is big stages. Another myth, speaking is thousands of people in an audience. And both of those are myths because that's not always true. Because sometimes speaking is just to a few people. It can be a sales call, like you are speaking with one person. You're at a networking event and somebody asks you, what do you do? It could be to a small group of people all the way up to hundreds and thousands of people. But speaking comes in many different shapes and sizes. And you've heard me say that speaking needs to be redefined. And another big myth that we hear all the time, and a lot of us feel like, oh my God, like I fall into this category. We hear that 95% of the population is afraid of public speaking. So what does our brain do? We want to belong. So it's like, oh, wow, if almost everybody that's in the population, so you look around you at any given time and be like, oh my goodness, like 95% of the people that are surrounding me right now are afraid of public speaking. I need to be light. I need to be like them. I must be like them because we always, like the human brain just wants to fit in. So if 95% of the people are afraid of public speaking, well, that must mean that I do too. And half the time, it's because you've never tried it. And a lot of times, change can be very uncomfortable. So the first time that you do speak, and you might not be very good, you know, for all of my people out there who, you know, if you have spoken before, I want you to think back to the first time that you spoke. What was it like? Because I tell a hilarious story about one of my very first times speaking. And you've probably heard it before. But if you have heard the story before, you know, like, bear with me, I'm going to share it again for the people who have not heard this. But I said yes to a speaking event when I knew that I was shy. But self-integrity is one of my highest values. And even though I was shy and quiet and scared and had never spoken before in this kind of a setting, I showed up and was going to do it anyways, even if that meant that it was going to be horrible. And I got up there and I just started speaking. Like, so there was no intro. Like nobody introduced me. I mean, like I just started, I was the college professor. If you've heard me talk about the three different types of speakers, I was the college professor. I just started educating. And then when I was done speaking, I just said, okay, I'm done now. I actually said that. So if you're laughing at me, that's okay, because most people do laugh at me when I tell them this. I actually said, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> and if you want to talk to me, you know, like privately, I'll be in the back of the room. I just wanted to get away from all these people that were staring at me. I didn't know what to do next. So it was just like, I'll just be in the back of the room now. That was my first time. And I got better after that because the second one, I had a little bit of experience. And by the time I spoke for the third time, I had a little more experience. So if all of us always judged how good we were going to be at something, 
whether it's a new sport, a new talent, a new skill, if we judged it on the very first time that we attempted it, none of us would ever move on to the second attempt. And so I say that with love because there's a lot of things that are in my life, and I bet your life too, there's a lot of things that you didn't give up on and you tried again. So let's take driving. Well, most of the people that I know know how to drive. So growing up, it's like, well, of course, like I wanted to learn how to drive. But what if 95% of the people that I knew didn't drive? They were afraid of driving, but they rode their bikes everywhere. Well, then chances are I would have been one of these people who didn't drive, but I rode my bike everywhere. And I'm sure that there are parts of the world where people are more bike riders, more people own bikes than own cars. And that's okay. Like, that's just the environment. That's the identity. Here's that word again, like stepping into that identity of the person that you want to be. Like that future version of you, if you want to be that speaker, if you want to be that person who stands out in your industry, stands out in their marketing, then speaking's the way to do it. To step into your future version of you, do it now. Be that person right now. Because when you really think about what is speaking and why is it going to, you know, basically set you apart, you know, because like this whole episode is about how I think it's so underutilized. But let's just look at TED Talks. TED Talks are speeches, short speeches, sharing ideas. And that's really what speaking is. Whether you're speaking to one person or you're speaking to many people, a bigger audience, you are sharing your information so that people see a problem differently. They view these another way to solve this problem. They see a new path, a new way of thinking, a new way of feeling, a new solution. You know, the definition of leader is pathfinder. And when I was speaking in the leadership industry, which was a very, very busy ocean, by the way, of, I mean, there's a ton of leadership speakers but a leader is a pathfinder. And that was something that I talked about. And so when you're speaking, you are being a leader. You are influencing the audience to think or be or do something different. You're not making them think a different way. You're just sharing your ideas. And if you are in business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a consultant or a service-based professional, You need to be sharing your expertise and sharing your information in a way that is marketing your business, as marketing your brand, so that people see your information that you're sharing differently. It makes them think, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. Like, if you're listening to this podcast, and chances are you have heard me say, speaking's the fastest way to grow your business. And I keep sharing with you, speaking needs to be redefined you know, platforms need to be redefined. There are so many more platforms. You can have your own stage. So what kind of stage do you want? Is your stage going to be Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts? Maybe you're going to do a live stream show. Maybe you're going to start your own podcast, pitch yourself to meeting planners and get in front of your ideal clients. Where are you speaking? Where are you sharing your ideas? And on what platform? Other people's platform or your platform? So you probably keep hearing me talk about this because this speaking is the fastest way to grow your brand. That is all that there is to it. So whether you're working in an organization, working in a company, and you want to move up in the organization, my advice is use speaking. 
use speaking, speak and share your industry knowledge, your thought leadership at meetings, at industry conferences, like raise your hand because that will excel your career faster than anything else because you're going to get known. You're increasing your brand. So the exact same thing if you are an online business owner, if you're a coach, a consultant, a service-based professional, by you sharing why you, what you see in this industry, what's wrong with your industry, how it needs to be shaped, how it needs to be changed, how people should be thinking differently about your expertise and how it solves their problems, sets you apart. You know, that very first speaking opportunity that I said yes to, the funny story I was telling you about, you know, I walked off to the side and people came up to me and they asked me, do you work with clients? Is there a way that I can learn more about you? And I hadn't even shared any of that information with anybody. But that's how I grew my business was through speaking. And I stumbled upon using speaking as a form of marketing accidentally. Because again, integrity is one of my highest values. And I was going to show up and give the talk, good or bad. And it happened to be a standing room only. We had so many people there. So maybe part of you is thinking, this is all great, Lorianne, but I've never spoken before, like on a stage at a meeting. Wonderful. But I bet you got some evidence in your background, in your history, in your experience that is similar enough that you can almost tap into it and say, you know what? I remember speaking at that particular small group meeting. You know, yeah, there was only six or seven of us and I shared an idea or I shared like how I did something. Well, okay, so I got a little bit of evidence. Let me use that evidence to speak over here and speak in front of maybe 20 people, 50 people, 75 people. You get to decide like, but I know most of us have evidence of ourselves speaking, and I'm sure that you do also, which is why I keep saying that speaking so underutilized because we have this belief and it's a myth that speaking means that you have to be famous. Speaking is on a stage. Speaking is to thousands of people and nothing could be farther from the truth. There are over 7,500 speaking opportunities every single day. And that number is just here in the U.S. And I used to break that down and say that's 150 opportunities per state. But now that the virtual audience and the virtual speaker is not going away, you have over 7,500 speaking opportunities every single day. And that 7,500 comes from meeting professionals international. That's a stat that they had. And that was in-person meetings and conferences. But now I'm getting booked as guest experts in masterminds and membership communities and live stream shows, in-person events. I mean, you name it. This month alone, I think I was calculating this out earlier, and I have eight bookings. And next month, I have six bookings. And I was just talking to somebody else and like we're talking about some events that are coming up in October. And so I probably have at least five bookings already, that's going to turn into 10. That's 10 bookings. And the reason why I share that number with you is because it really can snowball. And it snowballs pretty darn fast. When you know how to leverage speaking events, speaking opportunities, like what you do before the speaking opportunity, 
you know, so that whoever brought you into the event knows, like, here's how we're going to end up leveraging this, like afterwards, what you're going to need from them, what sort of referrals. Remember, you want to be so good on the stage that your audience remembers you, they rave about you, and they refer you to others. That is like the best way to get more bookings and more bookings. So that's one of the things that I do with my clients is to make sure that they are so good on the stage, whether they've ever had any speaking experience or not, they all feel like by the time that they speak for the very first time, that they've got like five years of experience. And that's because anything that gets thrown their way, they remember that we talked about this. Oh, yeah, I remember like Lorianne talked about this. And this is what I should do. Like, this is what my identity is as a speaker and how I handle things that are coming at me. So what I want you to do this week is really to think back, where have I spoken? Where am I not giving myself credit for speaking? How can I use some of my past experience, small, medium, or large, good or bad? How can I use that from my past to move me forward? to use in the future so that I can actually say, oh, I am a speaker. That's what I want you to do. And if you are wondering and want some more information on how to be really outstanding on the stage, then I want to encourage you to either sign up for my in-demand signature speech, which is coming up. And you probably heard the information about that earlier, but you can go to speakandstandout.com forward slash SS for signature speech. And you can learn more about it and get on the wait list. Because if you're on the wait list, you're going to get the early bird pricing. And the other times that I have run this program, it sells out from the wait list. I don't let everybody in. There's a certain number of people. So it does get capped so that it's intimate, so that you have my eyes on your presentation. And essentially, within eight weeks, because that's what the program is, it's an eight-week program. In eight weeks, you will have a completed signature speech that you will feel confident and you'll just feel confident delivering. And nothing makes me happier knowing that the students inside in-demand signature speech feel so confident delivering their speech because they had all of these ideas or didn't know how to put a presentation together. And that's part of what you learn inside in-demand signature speech, along with how to make the audience an offer that they can't refuse plus speaking tips. There's so much that goes inside in-demand signature speech. So definitely check out the page speakandstandout.com forward slash SS and get on the wait list. So till next week, I want you to think about all of the ways that you have been not utilizing speaking and maybe where can you step up your game and start using speaking in a different way. So till next time, I want you to be in demand. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, Please leave a review and you could be the next winner.